Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown. And by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com And welcome to Radio 5G. I'm Nancy Hopkins. With me is Michael Henry Dunn and Sarah Dunn. Um, They've been gone for a while. I've been playing replays and whatever, but I am so happy that they're back. So I'm going to say, hi, Mike. How are you doing, Michael? Hey, Hey there, Nancy. Good to hear you. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. You guys are back because I missed you. Yeah, good to be back. And Sarah. Yes. Sarah. Yes. Hello. <laughs> She's here. She's here. In the All right. Right. Here. Yeah. As long as you know, we're using my full name, Michael Henry Dunn. Uh, Sarah Elizabeth Marie Dunn. It's good to hear your voice. <laughs> you too. So um, you both have had some really. Um, let's say, intense time here. Um, the rest of us have been sitting here watching the world go by <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's like I, I was just telling you guys about it. Um, I, okay, so I, I, I knew Michael had said that he was coming on, so I happened to have a, uh audio from Candace uh, Whitelight, who... When I was looking her up, somebody sent me her Facebook was what it was. And I see that Michael is a friend of hers. And I said, well, this might be safe as long as she's a friend of his. And um, so I listened to it. I taped the thing. And um, I was a little bit concerned about it because, you know, it's one of those situations where you don't want to get too far out into the to Christianity or I mean if 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 there I could talk to somebody from other religions I would but the Christians are out there who are very vocal very active in pointing out that you know we're not in a very good place um, and I was a little bit leery of it but I said well you know it she's talking about AI and she's talking about you know the uh, things that we talk about, radio 5G, um, the, you know, pollution of the uh, electromagnetic spectrum and what it's doing to us. But then on Monday night, I was watching Tucker Carlson, Fox News. He's the number one guy in that time frame. No, you know, no question about it. Got millions of people listening to him. And he put something up. He was covering the um, the Supreme Court uh protesting that was done over the weekend and so he's showing different places and you know it was it was the it was the suspect cities you know the normal suspect cities that were having any kind of stuff that they were covering so um it was like okay people are not really you know overly reacting to this like they've done in the past or every city was having problems or whatever so then he goes to this one section and they're out in front of the Supreme Court and those people that are in chat now or if you're listening to it later, you can see the promo for this show 
and they're out in front of the Supreme Court. And this guy, Drew Henderson, he I think it's, that's his name. He's a young man. He's probably an independent. And he had a bit of an altercation with this white man, um, big guy. And he, I, it was it, there was so much talk behind it. You did, I wasn't sure what had really happened. But as he walks away, he says to him, well, I guess COVID's over. Because the guy was in his face without masks on and, you know, virtually spitting on him. And uh, so then the guy turned around and came back. I'm not going to tell you what happens because you won't believe it if I just tell you. So I'm, we're going to, it's only two minutes because then Tucker interviewed this young man. And this young man, God bless him, he just sets out the, the stage of what we're really confronting. So unless you guys, you got questions about any of that, because otherwise we can just, you know, play that. You want to say anything to people or anything? No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Let's let's roll with it. And uh, okay, on we go. Here we go. I guess the pandemic's over. What's wrong, sir? You like killing babies? You love killing babies? Yeah, I love killing babies. Drew Hernandez shot the footage you just saw. He's an investigative reporter and host of Turning Point USA's Frontlines. We're happy to have him join us now. Drew, thanks so much for coming on. So the, the rhetoric even a year ago was my body, my choice. It was a bodily autonomy question. It was a libertarian question. The guy in the Pete Buttigieg t-shirt just told you he loves killing babies, and the rest of them were saying the same thing. This seems like a big change. Well, Tucker, it's the absolute truth. This is a death cult. Whether it's corporate America, whether it's politicians or these so-called activists and protesters and the rioters, at the end of the day, this is a death cult. These people want to murder babies, a human being. And it's interesting because they refuse to call a baby inside of the womb a baby, right? But you see in that clip, he openly says it's a baby. They always say it's a fetus. But because he's telling the truth, that's a demon speaking. These are evil people. They want to be able to murder babies wherever you see it across the United States. And I've been on the ground covering all of this for Turning Point USA about a week and a half ago in D.C. And immediately after the decision was announced, Tucker, uh, we saw the NPCs on the left lose their minds and start crying. And the pro-life individuals outside of the Supreme Court uh, erupt in cheers. But within minutes, Tucker, Congresswoman AOC spawned out of nowhere in front of the Supreme Court and started calling the Supreme Court illegitimate and calling for people to take to the streets and saying that voting is not enough. And within hours, we saw all of this violent rioting across the United States and particularly in Los Angeles as well, where a rioter was literally found with a makeshift flamethrower. That's fiery, but mostly peaceful for you. I'll tell you that right now. But this is all about murdering babies at the end of the day. Killing makes them feel like God. It's why they love war. Drew Hernandez, I appreciate your taking that footage for us. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm with Candace, and it's number 19, AI and the hybrids. You got to know this stuff because, you know, if you're just if you're just trying to understand a situation that's involving AI and hybrids, you're not going to understand it if you don't understand about those AIs and the hybrids. You're not, if you're trying 
to figure out a situation that involves AI and hybrids, but looking at it in terms of just more human beings, regular human folks doing stuff, you're going to scratch your head and wonder how that's possible because that's not what they are. Right, Candace? And we were just discussing that on Nino's Corner, uh, he's going to be uh, previewing or, or premiering a uh, an interview he's, he's, he's had with someone who breaks that down. I know uh, my background is following the thread all the way back to the Sumerian tablets uh, that were decoded by Zachariah Sitchin and how there was an engineered slave race by those who came to the earth illegally, by the way, unlawfully, uh, outside of cosmic law, invading the space that was meant for mankind of earth to evolve in. So, you know, aliens coming in their spacecraft to this planet and wanting to take it over and exploit it and also creating, doing some a genetic engineering of the human race and creating a slave race out of that to do their bidding, to mine their gold, to get their water, and you, you name it. Uh, that is unlawful, and these are the fallen angels. Um, but anyway, I thought I'd launch that discussion on that uh, from that standpoint that I'm familiar with and ask you, Candace, to take it from there with your discussion. Uh, yeah. Hi, Franz. Thanks so Hi. much uh, for the uh, <clears throat> the space to, to do this program. And and really where we need to start is on the AI program. And that's <clears throat> been something that I've, you know, taken to heart as far as uh, my work and uh, been talking about that for quite a while now with uh, how it affects um, our Internet. So, this is really uh, the start of it because, you know, and then we basically get into this topic <clears throat> that everybody's really curious about is what it is that's wrong with people these days. I mean, I, I have a very um, sensitivity that I guess you could say that that really plays out in terms of my personal dealings. And, and there's sometimes that you meet people that they just aren't quite right. And it's particularly evident with uh, the younger generation who has basically been raised with a device either, you know, connected to their Bluetooth or else sitting in front of them that they can't really disengage themselves with this. Um, this has become a part of their brains. I mean, it, it really has been installed just like you would a program into a computer. Yeah. <clears throat> so. In, in creating this link, and, uh, you know, it's it's mostly about people getting to an understanding point that, that basically can launch them into a research, um, uh, you know, discernment that they need to do uh, in order to really define it for themselves and see how it works. And then also do one of my favorite things, which is just a, kind of like a double blind test. Uh, which is where you do it one way for a while and then you do it another way um, without that particular link. <clears throat> and you see if it if you react differently to it. So I can uh, kind of bring that to mind in terms of a process that's ongoing right now that, um, you know, Elon Musk has um, 
made an offer to purchase Twitter. Um, but one of the stipulations on it was uh, that they had to prove that less than 5% of their platform had been infiltrated by artificial intelligence. Yeah. Now, <laughs> we all know that this is something that's been ongoing because you can go and back in the day when President Trump had his Twitter channel, which we were very interested in, and, and we hung on his every word and we you know, basically put, took it to the bank in terms of what he was telling us. Um, but if you went on the comment section, you know, underneath you have a what's called a thread where people make comments. And, mm -hmm. and there were thousands of comments. It's like not something somebody could really go through. But uh, on occasion I did and I waited in. And I mean, we're talking well over 50 percent, if not more, Way more. were um, were uh, repetitious. <laughs> Let's say it that way. Uh, in other words, this AI is not creative. They generally say the same thing over and over again. I, they have a whole lot of different, um, you know, ability to uh, start new accounts from uh, a bank of telephones. That I remember back in the day looking at pictures that were down in the sub-basement of Bell, which was in Seattle. We used to work down there and we'd go in and there were just banks and banks and banks of phones. Right. And I asked the tech, I said, well, what, what's this all about? He says, oh, that's just where we can pick up uh, different um, uh, modes of communication, you know, sort of generalized. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if I, I talk about that later on, what they were really doing is setting up the ability to set up accounts, because what does a person need in order to set up an account on Twitter? You need a phone number. Yeah. And everybody knows that once you give them their phone number, you're probably into it for, you know, with that one account because they'll nail you if you try to set up other ones after they've shut you down, you right. know, um, and that's how they backtrack everybody. Well, most people don't have more than one phone. Right. Right. So, you know, that kind of restricts us real people. But you take a bank of phones like that and then you start putting programming into it. That could turn into hundreds of thousands of, of people. So, you know, and they don't have to have real names. They don't ever double check that. Most everybody has a fake name on Twitter. Um, and then, you know, you have a company like, um, let's say, True Social now that has come up. The first thing that happened to them when they tried to do a website presence is that they got hacked. And they got so critically hacked that they had to put it all aside, in other words, a, a, a denial of service attack, DDoS, which is pretty common, will actually uh, go in to the platform and take away the underpinning. Now, if we talk about that and code and everything else, I'm out of my league, but I can say in a sort of simplistic way that that is what all of us are observing as far as what we have seen as far as internet behavior that has really kind of been a big question mark. How do you avoid it? So you start to block people and that's all nice, you know, but then you end up with a billion people that you've blocked if you wanna take that sort of time away from your day. <clears throat> but the other element is, is that 
um, not only on the internet are we dealing this, but but there are, we're also dealing with a program that have, is explained by Ali Siadantin, which is uh, a man that has come out now and is going to be on the Nino Rodriguez show, um, premiering in uh, 7 p.m. my time in the mountain region, and then 6 p.m. Pacific and 9 p.m. Eastern. So. And it is well worth watching, and I watched it all the way through because he explains it in a way that anybody that has read from the Bible would start to really understand as to how long that this earth has had those beings that have been a part of this. Now, this goes way before the Bible, but then it also is explainable within even a a short course in terms of the Adam and Eve story. And uh, that has to do with the the beginning of mankind and how man came about and how Eve was beguiled and there was a seed that was infested into our race. And it was a seed, just like you explained, um, that came from the Nephilim that came from life forms that were off planet that actually wanted to move in and make themselves comfortable. So what did they do? They went after the women and they had the ability to um, share their seed, which was a, what we call a demon seed or a, a satanic seed. And that is how then Cain came into existence. And, of course, down the road, we have a, an event that happened with Noah's flood where only Noah and his direct family survived because it was a great uh, event that God precipitated because he was just tired of dealing with these things. Yeah. And that's what we call them is things because they lack a few human characteristics that we kind of take for granted. And, you know, since the... Uh, the deep state or the Democrats, whichever you want to think about, have taken apart our culture to the degree that people don't even know what sex they are anymore. Um, That's taken us away from biblical principle. And once you've done that, you know, there these this demonization can occur much more rapidly and thoroughly because you have what's called passive acceptance. Now that is something that we do every time we turn our computer on, uh, is we give it passive, you know, a passive acceptance. In other words, we're not saying, yes, computer, you can steal all my data. You know, you don't ever say that, but that's what they do. When you turn it on, you've just done that, haven't you? That's right. It's way too easy for a entity to penetrate right up onto your screen. And I don't know how many pop-ups you've seen in your lifetime, Franz, but I've seen, you know, dancing, jiggly, pornographic, you know, and, and there was a time when I got pretty darn sick of it. And because there isn't any antivirus or any Thing that Microsoft sold that really addressed those kind of issues. Yeah. And I said, well, what are my options? And I 
<clears throat> was with an individual, and this is like 10 years ago. And he said, well, you know, Lennox is doing a pretty good job. And I swear to it, it was like overnight, it was all gone. Uh-huh. So what, what does that mean to us, Franz? I mean, what does that mean in terms of our minds and our hearts and our spirits? Well, it um, it's a constant attack and assault on the innocence, the innocent relationship that the son or daughter of God, the child of God, has with the Father in heaven. And um, and the reason is so that the fallen ones who, who, are, who are making this assault will have the attention of the sons and daughters of God on them. They need that attention because they are bereft of that relationship with God. They've forsaken it. They're rebels. That's what it means. It means they're replacing God with other things that will replace God, anything at all, even, you know, other gods. But it doesn't have to come in the form of a God. You can make a movie star your God. You can make your car, your your lust for the next hottest car, your God, (laughs) right? Well, that's exactly it. And you took it and ran with it, and I'll just embellish it because they prey on our emotions. And basically, that heart-brain coherence, which I've talked about a lot with uh, Frequency of the Earth, is our only defense against this. Because where they get in is via our ears and our eyes and speaking uh, with our throat. And if that information isn't processed through our heart with discernment and with love and compassion and with, you know, the elements that tie us to humanity, it can be dealt with just like a, you know, uh, a machine. Yeah. And that's what they want from us, isn't it? They want us to become a machine that can be easily manipulated, easily controlled, and easily led to the slaughter. Mm. And that's not putting too fine an edge on it, because I just had a conversation with a woman who's very, very much based in biblical tradition, and she follows this the way that I do, and she says, well, at the end of the day, they just want to turn us all into into a presence that basically has no control over themselves whatsoever. That they that's all they do is they follow their lust and they follow their their carnal animal instincts and they eat the food that you want them to eat and they disregard everything as far as their health and therefore then they will take over the world. Isn't that the thousand years of darkness? Well, you know, and spiritual path is uh, <clears throat> something that that in itself has been um, given a new def- definition. You see, um, this is what we've tried to avoid for many years, and I count myself into having a very deep spiritual core. But I do have to say that accepting the the basic principles of the Bible is probably the only way you're going to 
fight your way out of this onslaught is that, you know, if we are to advance as a species and to to shirk off this attack, um, people will have to lean heavily on something that that basically gives you some foundation in life. And it's that, you know, four square of foundation that I think most people can embrace um, without what we call the dogma, which is really, I think, what's brought down the, you know, what you would call religion, um, because there's too many people standing on the pulpit or, you know, that are priests or whatever that aren't really even following the uh, edicts of their own word. And uh, many of us noticed that throughout the, uh, you know, the 80s and the 90s where you had, you know, people that were standing up there on the pulpit and they were had their hands out and they were living lush uh, lifestyles and, you know, not really supporting the the basis of what somebody who is a, a real, truly godly person, um, you know, does. And it's it's the same thing. And you can probably explain it better than I can, although I really do for myself. I was taught quite a bit about the, um, you know, the Ascended Masters and and I myself have been a part of that for many years. And I believe that is one of the more authentic religions, because if you it's really not a religion. I mean, I shouldn't say that word, but the um, the thought behind it is, is that we are free to choose. You know, what we have is a very foundational form of of understanding and then we utilize the various um you know affirmations and such that come out from that now if you go into the hybrid theory you're going to find yourself a little lost in trying to explain it if you don't go to the bible because the bible is the place where there was the word of God that was written down through Jesus Christ and that it is in a form where we can read it and study it and look at it over and over again. So um, not everybody has to be a Bible scholar, but we all need to be founded in the principles that that the Christian participation, <laughs> that's a funny word to use, but we all have to participate in Christianity. We just can't put it on a shelf and pull it out ever so often and think we're doing a a decent job at it. Does that make sense or how do oh, you yeah. Oh yeah. There there's a there's a covenant that we have to be faithful to. Um, a covenant that God made with with his offspring, with his sons and daughters, and um and we have to hold our part of the bargain up. So I think it's it's helpful to know if if it somehow it's gotten lost through the translation, what that covenant is, what it what it refers to, that you can find it by studying the Bible and uh, you know asking asking God in His Holy Spirit to imbue the the words you read with the very spirit of their meaning, because it's one thing to just read something and you can interpret it any way you want. And many have the false pastors have been are just legion 
in interpreting the Bible falsely, but it's in there. It's in there, Candace. You know it, and I know it. Well, and, and that's where, you know, again, I, we're trying to put these two sort of divergent facts together, you know, but um, there's one place that we can't, you know, really um, look into ourselves, and, and that's the, the, the bowels of the internets, you know, and I've tried to do that. I've gone down into the dark web ever so often, which I'm not supposed to do, but <laughs> it is down there. Um, and pretty dark <laughs> it is and you know um for what it is that we have been corrupted with i'll tell you it's all down there and yeah. so if that's where they hide and that's what their providence is you know saying using a biblical term but that's that's where they have dominance let me put it that way we can equate that to a very sort of theological notion which is hell and you know, if I say to somebody, well, hells exist right there in your computer system, they're going to go like you're out of your mind, you know. But in actuality, it is there. It's constantly there. And it's it's there because the people that run the, the programs and then you have to go up on the surface and you have to start thinking about what their foundation is. You know, what was the foundational tools that Microsoft was built on, you know. And I just had a conversation with somebody that talked about that. And they said, yeah, their their foundational tools was theft, intellectual property yeah. theft. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, that's a good way to start a business is just steal it. you know, yeah. And then and then make it into a multi-billion dollar corporation. Um, you know, so, again, we're we're able to do that. I mean, you could go back many times and I, you know, just a couple come to mind, but where there's been big scams that have been perpetrated on the internet. Um, you know, like the, uh, the whole housing crisis and the, the bad loans, you know, that bank of America got involved in that. And, uh, you know, I mean, the countrywide, I'll just never forget all the commercials for countrywide, you know, mortgage lenders that ended up taking apart people's lives truly. And guess where it was all done. You never met with a person, right? You right. never sat down with anybody in an office and went, I really want to buy that house, you know, or I want to refinance my mortgage. It was all done online. And how could they do that? Um, we just I have lost a part of life. And it's, you know, two years where we've all had to be in our houses. And you look at that, just one element from that particular thing that has played into their hands, you know, because what did we do? We couldn't go in to see our local stores. We had to wear masks. We had to stand six feet apart. They have isolated us to oblivion. And how did they do that? They did it with a con job, just like what we're being perpetrated with this entire AI hybrid scam. Yeah. And that I can say unequivocally, absolutely, seriously, that everybody is going to have to start waking up to the fact that we have a crisis here that is standing a lot of times right in our living room. And we've got to know how to deal with this, don't we, Franz? This is the big question. Yeah. And and I would just say that, um, you know, be aware that 
there's a war on for your mind as InfoWars has long advertised so correctly. Uh, there's a war on for your mind and you have to be the guardian of your, you have to consciously guard your mind. So this can be done. Um, this can be done. More and more people are aware of that. And of course, what you put your attention on is what you're going to get back. So Trump roared in with MAGA, Make America Great Again. And was going, yeah, I want I want my country back. It's it's slipping away. I sent my kids off to college and I lost my kids. I want them back. I want the country back. I want their consciousness back because they they've been stolen by a bunch of America hating. What robots? What the heck are they teaching my kids at college? Well, I see. And this is this is the whole rise of, you know, the ghost in the machine that that we have seen now for quite a few years where it has changed, you know, education uh, because we had people writing textbooks that were writing textbooks that were authored by not the good side of of our our reference library. Um, you know, it, it comes to mind too, that there's been books out there that were written like Anne Rand wrote Atlas Shrugged in the forties, where she actually, you know, the chapter and verse was about what was to come, you know, 1984, uh, brave new world. You know, we've seen it in what we call science fiction, but we were warned that these sort of things were um, were being thought about, yeah. yeah. But our our God given right as children of God is to be creators, and yeah. to be creative is a whole nother set of lessons. And you know, you've got so many people right now that just are, you know, one trick ponies, and and that's not bad if you're doing something like working at Les Schwab and changing tires, you better get good at it. You know, one thing, right? Yeah. But even some place like that <laughs> says, you know, we have a program so that you can start repairing brakes. You know, so they'll t- train them and then they'll become a brake repairman. And then after that, they'll learn how to, you know, do the next level. And and it's like an apprenticeship, right? And that yeah. works for people. Yeah, because it's one on one because you get trained to fix brakes by somebody that goes like this is this here and that's that there. You see how they fit together, you know, and let's try it on a a different set of different car because they work different. Right. So let us be creative because that is really what us and God, what our commitment to God as God's children is that we're going to work it out. And. Right now, we're not being allowed to work it out, are we? Well, this is where I think the enemy has uh, done themselves in by underestimating what this creative urge is in mankind, right? Um, I think they thought that because they could create a genetically engineered race, which, by the way, uh, is in the Bible as Gentile, right? Genetically engineered reptile. And that's what the fallen ones are. The ones that came in on their spacecraft, highly advanced technologically race, but a reptilian race with 
no empathy for other life, just a marauding race, a dark sort of self-destructive parasitic race. And they came and technologically advanced, uh, able to mess with genetics and create, a, like you say, a hybrid race and even a fully mechanized race, a fully uh, uh, engineered race. But they, I think they had to use some of God's creation to make that happen. So they, and so it is a hybrid. It's not a fully mechanization man, but because they were created in a lab by these fallen ones, they don't have the spark of divinity that comes when you're created, when you're originally created out of the creator as uh, Adam and Eve, for example, would have been and their offspring coming straight from God. So, so that creative spark that's lacking in the mechanization man, the Gentile, is something they don't reckon with uh, very well because they kind of lack it themselves. They've forsaken it. And so, but they, they have this arrogance about them. They have this, um, you know, this idea that they can control it, control us. They can, they've already tempted us to leave, you know, our original estate and actually go into somewhat of a fallen consciousness, if you will, an absolute fallen consciousness. So they think that they can take it all the way. They can actually eliminate this tie we have with our divine parents, eliminate it entirely and keep us under their jurisdiction in all of this, you know, I use this word jurisdiction almost calculatingly because lately I've been studying the the need for state nationals to establish the prop establish themselves in in their own jurisdiction and to claim their own sovereignty. There's there's a legal aspect to this. There's a spiritual aspect to this. There's an economic aspect to this. There's a technological aspect to all this. Everything that we all the dynamics of life that we are dealing with on a daily basis, all of that can be used, all of those things can be used to be sovereign under God or to be slaves under a mechanized concept. All of it. Yeah, that's a really good point because, um, you know, if we take God's spark and we do creation, um, anything that we do after that to destroy it is basically murder. And, yeah. you know, if theologically we can think about it as being what the other side has really taken to task and is, is you know, wants this without any, any caveat whatsoever to be able to destroy life, um, boy, they, they got pretty well entrenched in our systems. And, you know, for for our efforts in terms of mankind to overcome this, we're having to go to an extreme, you know, where we're having to call it out. And that's where we're at right now, Franz, that I really feel, you know, because I've met, been met head on with a issue that basically is insurmountable in terms of how it will be resolved because it would take public exposure and, you know, to step out and start talking like this, you know, who goes after you real quick. And 
I have to point out that one of the chief principal, you know, um, demons that we've had to chase after lately has certainly been a part of the uh, healthcare system. Oh, and yeah. uh, that's going to be a big job to go after because you think of the money that's involved in this, you know, and um, I think that a, a meme was put up recently that was kind of cool that uh, said that I'm pretty sure that monkeypox is is spelled without the pronunciation of the K. <laughs> the monkeypox. <laughs> So, you know, again, we've got another con that's coming down the the road. And, you know, they've got more cons than I think a used car salesman can come up with. Well, they're they're conning us into a whole way of life, not just a a junk or a a lemon (laughs) that kind of get off their lot. Yeah, a whole way of life. That's a way of neo-feudalism is the way you would call it. They want us to be their their feudalistic uh, subjects and admiralty law, color of law, color of office system, the overlay that's totally fake. Um, it never could stand up to the real republic. And eventually, sooner or later, we're going to take it back. Um, it's been incremental, but they haven't gone, they haven't been able to get all the way with it because it's so solid. It's such solid gold. What is the foundation of this country? Uh, n- not just the real estate, the idea of a free man worshiping God freely on his own, in his own walk with God. That is the underpinning. That is the gold standard of what America stands for. The I am race is in that word America, meaning I am. What did God tell Moses to tell everyone who sent him? Tell them I am sent you. It's the name of God. When I say I am, I am affirming I am God where I am. And I can then exercise that creative potential. Um, So that's what, America was created for was to allow us this. And this couldn't be, but, you know, we left Europe because it was run over by these reptiles, these reptilian bloodlines. In, and yeah. who had got into all the, the, the um, monarchies. Yeah, that's where uh, Dracula came from, right? You know, I mean, these are all, you know, uh, the signals that were behind everything that we have been taught as a culture that was, uh, you know, they, they would just, uh, you know, Anne Rice uh, wrote a tremendous amount about, you know, the culture of the vampire. And yeah. it became a romance. You yeah. know, it was like, and you think about that and you just go, oh, Jesus, Why does it you know, like- please. Um, and it was it was a f- very interesting study for many years where we saw a lot of that kind of stuff sneak in. And, you know, I also have to just mention that there are other religions and there are other theologies that exist throughout the world that actually had a pretty good tone to them. And, 
And yet, because of some aspect that they were, you know, they they gave us sovereignty. They gave people sovereignty. And I'll bring it back to the Internet, right? Yeah. Because we have we it's a one on one and you can say we've got the infiltration that's gone on in our political process we've got the you know the the lies and the pandemic that was foisted upon us and it was all done through the internet um it's just like the election of our current you know fraud in chief is you know it was done in the dead of night uh through machines and you know, and then they hired a few people on the surface, which I've, I've got to mention, 2,000 Mules is well worth watching. And there is a new new one coming out here any day that uh, Greg Phillips has been a part of uh, with True the Vote. And it is going to talk about the worldwide fraud that has gone yeah. on. And I think this is where, you know, it needs to go because, um, you know, we do know that the United States was founded on Christian principles. Now, you know, we do know also that there's a lot of countries around the world that aren't, you know, but I do have to make that consideration like is in the book of Thomas. And this is a a really good one to, it's short, but it's very good because it's actual sayings. It should have gone in to the uh, canonization, but it was kind of one of those lost books. And, um, it it says that basically every man is capable of communicating directly with God. And we used to say it in, in Zen Buddhism, which um, was quite extensive in terms of the martial arts and the theology behind that, but uh, that you are within everything and everything is within you. Quantum, and, quantum reality. That's right. We have and, a new word for it. Every Every age has its new spin on the same reality that we've always had. In the beginning was the word. It's a formula. And we're all part of that formula. And you know what that relates to is frequency. And I, I got to say that the beginning of time, the spark of life is created by a frequency. And this is something that Gaia, Mother Earth, the Earth, the proper terminology for the planet, and uh, that that is a very important part of what we understand is that there's actually a resonance to the Earth that we we can participate in with our minds and our hearts. And all of a sudden, everything starts feeling better. And there, there, there's this great meme that I don't know if you saw it. I, I should send it to you so you can put it up because it's funny as heck. Yeah. And yeah. it is, um, you know, it's just about that very process itself, you know, which is really a, a thing that uh, that has to be said from time to time because we are, you know, sort of in that realm where we don't really see satan anymore you know up in front of us or anything but uh it's uh it's really a a point of contention that happens with me is that people just they're looking too much at the superficial and they just don't spend the time to um to really become all they can be because they just aren't taking that 
seriously in terms of their grounding, the mechanism that we need to do with in connection with the earth grids, um, and to make sure that they haven't been taken over by, you know, these these demons that have actually stated territory. And, you know, that's part of the problem with Washington, D.C., is it was it's been moved into a very um, satanic ritual yeah. location. And yeah. um, and so that, you know, we have noticed and we're certainly all for it uh, in terms of that particular area being shut down but you look at the people that have invested their lives in it and the people that you know have really um you know spent as much time as somebody like yourself or myself with trying to figure this out um it has been noticing because we've noticed that it's just not quite right for a long time we've also noticed that in order to get people installed there that there's been uh, things going on where they've corrupted, even like what has happened locally to us, which is the tribes. And, uh, you know, that that's a, di- a difficult thing because now those people are feeling the effects of having to all take the vaccine. And a lot of them are showing those responses and, and having some problems. Um, and they can fix them, but then they end up compromised in the long one. And, uh, and so how does that play into their hands? Well, it helps the federal hierarchy to manage people if they have already pre, um, uh, pre, uh, given them, um, trauma and, um, you know, taking their lives away and their money and they make, you know. In other words, soften them up for the control. Exactly, exactly. And so that's what we've seen. And that's what has been the most difficult part of this because, you know, it's a, uh, it's horrible to see people that have been. um, Victimized and and abused and. Yep. And even, even convinced to do it to themselves, right? Well, this is the thing that is really kind of the ugly part of it, that actually it's it's a very good parable um, in terms of talking about your hard drive, because you've got a hard drive in your computer that is, you know, goes around and around and it has certain things that it has to do in order to boot it up and to access files and everything else. And I call it a, a negative feedback loop. And This is where we within ourselves are using our minds in the wrong direction. In other words, we're doing what we call is energy destruction, which is a uh, counterclockwise um, circle Um, that's used in the uh, Chinese parable, actually, for and the Japanese, uh, the destructive cycle. And so, you know, you see that starting to occur in your mind where your thoughts come up and. you know, it's it's something that that a lot of people can't even really control. It's mm-hmm. like um, and trying to give them the skill to create what we call flow state, which is really a, you know, a divine state of mind. But it you can't hear it because it's so low. It's eight hertz. Mm-hmm. But it's a portion of the 
the process that you, when you get away from the devices, you get away from the scatter wave, the cell towers, the, you know, the Wi-Fi, which is, you know, it's really an important process to be able to walk away from because that is more than anything, we are just bombarded with frequency. And that doesn't work in terms of a, you know, an overall viewpoint towards life. That's, that's the problem. So I appreciate everybody's time and I know we kind of went off, but I just want to enter this topic. We'll talk about it more and, and, uh, See how it goes in the future. Many blessings and uh, stay in the flow. Amen. All right. Hey there, Nancy. Sorry, I was muted. I thought you guys were muted. I was muted. Hi. Yeah. So what do you guys think about that? Well, I... Um, Pretty in. What's that, Sarah? You go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, um, you know, glad to hear it. It's, um, I think she's got, a, you know, a balanced viewpoint and pretty well-grounded in, in what's going on. Um you know, I I try to keep my focus on frequency and keeping my own frequency high, you know, which means staying in communion um, with God. It means um, surrounding myself with as, as much as I can of, you know, hope and creativity and uh, kindness and compassion and love and and staying out of the fear vibration that is constantly being spewed at us and the divisiveness that is, you know, the, the agenda to divide us that is just about everywhere you look because it's the old divide and conquer. And as long as they can keep us at each other's throats, you know, we, we won't look behind the curtain. And you have to do um, some looking behind the curtain. And you also have to stand in your values. I mean, this is the big challenge right now, you know, how to, when it comes to core values, like the sanctity of life, how do you, you know, stand in the core value of the sanctity of life without, you know, getting drawn into, um, you know, bloody hate-filled screaming matches on on sidewalks in, in front of government buildings um you know how do you how do you stand in your true values in a way that's actually going to make a difference while keeping your frequency high because the more of us who are doing that we can't be dragged down by the sound of some demon's voice you know if if we are staying in tune with the Holy Spirit within ourselves. So this is the huge challenge, you know, going on right now. How to just bravely look the reality in the face of AI and, you know, the hybrid story, which, you know, I from some of the things that um, I've listened to from my friend Reverend Maya, you know, there's um, it's a deeper, more complex story than just, you know, the Anunnaki. That's that's part of it. But how to look that in the face 
face you know the reality of, of how AI is being used, how they are using uh, the jabs to you know to basically mess with with the human genome and face that grim, bleak, often incredibly depressing reality and take the actions necessary while keeping our frequency high because if we don't keep our frequency high, surround ourselves with you know, with loving friends and uplifting music and uplifting messages and heck, talking to the two of you, you know, and sharing with our audience. That's that's the, the challenge that, you know, I'm dealing with it all the time. I'm in Los Angeles right now. And uh, after, you know, I live in Colorado in the, the beautiful remote mountains and uh, getting bombarded by the L.A. vibe again. I mean, there's, you know, Beautiful things. I'm speaking to you from a little apartment in my my spiritual community here, but it's um it's tough to be back in this this vibe where we're I'm getting you know bombarded with it much more than I am in the Sangre de Cristo Mountains of Southern Colorado. But anyway, that's our challenge, and I I was glad to hear um you know that that it's being named that the quantum reality within a Christian context there you know, naming the quantum reality that what we focus on expands and it's it's about our intention. So that's... that's Sarah, uh, so, you, know, you, you mentioned just what you just said, Michael, that you've gone from the mountains and, you know, less EMF and, and Wi-Fi bombarding you all the time to the L.A. area. And just before we started the show, uh, Sarah pointed out that the technology, the technological structure isn't in where she's not. She moved away from it. It's like you guys made the the moves, but you kind of made the opposite moves. She moved away from all that stuff. And Sarah, can you address that? You know, why you said that and what you think the overall difference is? Yeah, um, it's. I mean, I catch everybody up. I left Washington because, as they know, I was um, fired for not taking the jab. And trying to find any other kind of job in Washington was almost impossible because everybody was required in that. Um, but also, I felt I loved Washington. I mean, the Pacific Northwest is beautiful, but um, it was oppressive. It felt, I, I didn't really know what it was, but I could feel it. And um, I just, I don't know, call it a knowing, the guidance that I have gotten my whole life um, was to get out. And that the things that were happening to me, happening to us, because my husband also lost his job, was not, you know, they weren't tragic. They weren't, it was, in my mind, God's working behind the scenes for our benefit and we just needed to trust him and that's what I decided to do because I knew I knew I needed to leave I didn't want to leave I loved my job I loved but at the same time it was just this duality of and so I would have never myself up and left that job and left Washington even though I felt the pull to do that and the, and the need to do that I you know my own personal will would have kept me from doing it and we had just gotten everything all done with our house we were set to you know with the summer we'd bought a new camper we had camp and it just 
blew up in our face and I just had to say, okay, there's something I, you know, your ways are higher than mine. I'm just going to go with, cause I have no will anymore. I, I mean, I lost everything. I don't, there's nothing I'm looking that I want anymore other than to just be out of here. And the way things all fell into place very quickly and in, in a very bizarre way, um, where we ended up, have everything here that I would have missed about Washington, except it's my own. I have my own woods. I have, the, there's no one around us. And I feel um, like I can breathe again. I feel my soul feels nurtured where I was, I couldn't do anything creative anymore. I've set up to do all kinds of creative things. And then all of a sudden I had the time. And yet all that time I couldn't do anything. I, I, There's no creativity flowing. I felt so, I don't know. But moving here, I knew, I didn't know how anything was going to go, but I just, I'm I'm more biblically based. I guess, um, probably more so than many. And so I, that's my go-to. Um, I incorporate all the other things and, you know, the energy and all that other stuff, but my sort of, um, rock that I hold on to and that I turn to all day, every day is Jesus and his guidance and his will for me. And Ever since I've just given it over to him, things just fall into place right when they need to. The timing has been incredible. I um, credit him with all of it because all I could do was pray. I had no control over anything that was happening in my life, none whatsoever. So all I could do was pray and place than I could have ever possibly imagined. And I don't miss Washington. I don't miss all of the white streaks in the sky that create a white haze that God knows what they're poisoning us with. I do know it's, it's barium, strontium and aluminum, but it's all I denied. And out here there's blue skies. They stay blue. They're blue all day. And I just feel, I just feel better. I, I walk, I have a, a lot of grass and I walk barefoot in my grass. I don't carry devices. I, I, my phone is usually there. Um, I don't turn on my computer. I don't have to. And I barely turn on the TV. And at the end of the day, you know, I'll just maybe catch up on some some things. But um, I just, I, I go walk in the woods every single day. I, I just, I don't know. I, I've tried to get, you know, some of our siblings, Michael, I've tried to get Mark to just get out of Chicago. He will not leave Chicago. He will not leave the city. And I feel like that's part of what's causing him so much, you know, stress. And that just break away. And then you'll notice the difference and you'll realize. And my heart bleeds for people that can't get out of the city and can't um, get away from that. Because, from, like you said, from an energy standpoint, you're constantly bombarded, whether you're on a device or not. Your cons. I I did buy a um a trimeter that measures electrical and measures um EMF, and it's astounding. You know, um, the thing. You, you know, you you'll be driving along, and I'll see a five G tower, and I'll turn it on as we're approaching it, and then when we get up right to it, it just the thing just screams, and just goes off the charts, and 
Those are everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I've seen them. You, the interstates, they're every few miles in the urban areas of the interstates, the massive towers. I just want to check in, Nancy. Do we need to take a break? Yes, we're going to take a break okay. right now. And it's I Craig Stewart. Need- <laughs> we'll be right back. To- I need to move my car because I'm in L.A. So if I'm not uh, back in when we uh, when we rejoin here in a few minutes, carry on without me. I'll be right back. Okay. And welcome back to Radio 5G. It's June 29, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Michael Henry Dunn and Sarah Dunn. So, uh, you guys back? Yes? At least Sarah? Yep. Okay. 
All right, I can't imagine that he can move his car that fast. So, um, <laughs> you, you know, you know, that when I when I saw the presentation on Fox, what really? Oh, first off, did you think you heard a, the, a demon's voice for hopefully the last time? Uh, yes, I did. And I have to tell you, I have seen, I have seen that phenomenon before, on YouTube. And it was this very similar situation. It was actually at an abortion clinic, and it was the usual hubbub that's going on outside. And it was um, one of the doctors that was performing the abortions came out to confront the um, right to life people. And I watched this doctor go into full on demon mode with that voice saying the same words. I love to kill babies. I love to kill babies. I love it. I, love it. I mean, it it was when I heard this one, I was like got chills because it was the same words in the same voice. Totally different scenario. Well, you and, know, last night when I was telling doing the same thing last night, uh, Nick Nick uh, told me that he had seen that, and so he found it. And right now, people are in chat. It's up above somewhere from last night, the the link to the doctor. So it's still, oh, it's, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's so similar. If you haven't seen it, check it out because um, he says a lot more, and and you just it 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 makes your blood run cold. But the the title on that video, I believe, actually says something referencing demon. Absolutely right. But it was very interesting, the parallels that she drew, because um, they've occurred to me as well with the alien, you know, reptilian race and you know, the Bible. Um, it's it they they don't contradict each other. And in my mind, totally support each other. And it's just a phenomenon I've noticed probably for the last eight years and in because. In, I finally had time to actually research and read a lot of books and just dig into the things that I'd heard about that sounded crazy. And, um, oh, I totally lost my turn of thought. That is so frustrating. <laughs> well, let, let's, let's go back to, the, to, to before we get into the Bible thing, because what I was most impressed with was that young man. Mm-hmm. You know, he, I mean, if, 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 the first if, one or the one that, that she was talking to. No, no, the one the one that was confronting the demon. Yes, um, because you can see what he said to now. Uh, Tucker is one of the biggest names in television. Mm -hmm. And this guy had the understanding of what he had confronted that he was like, no, they're demonic. Yeah. And I can only imagine what he experienced in looking into the eyes of a demon. Oh, right. Oh. You know, and he stood there. And and in the video, the guy, after he says that, he turns around and turns away and walks away. And that's where it ends. But when he got on Tucker and he was so vocal about yeah. what it was that he saw, um, I was just very, very impressed with him and his age. You know, he's young. You can see it in the picture. And to know that, Lord, there are young people out there that see it like we do. You know, you know it was what? like, 
oh. really interesting that you say that. I um, I'm noticing. So, with this generation coming up, who are like high school age, about to go to college when the whole COVID thing hit, they seem to be able to still think for themselves and look with a critical eye at what's being said uh, and actually hear the lies. Remember what was said, you know, a month ago by this and, and actually like, because so many were unable to do that. But what I'm noticing is there, th this, you know, um, new generation coming up, I'm very encouraged as well. I, I feel like they are seeing sort of the, what the generation before them, how, how they just seem to be falling apart at the seams. And I remember growing up as like, I would look at like the older ones in family go, I'm not going to do what he did. I'm not going to do what, you know, <laughs> like tried to learn the lessons from the mistakes of other people. And I kind of feel like maybe that's what's happening is, you know, um, a, a sort of pseudo revival of what, what we're supposed to be about, what the country was founded on. But um, she just touched on a lot of interesting things, like the whole thing about D.C. And, you know, <laughs> D.C. was laid out and constructed by our forefathers who came from Europe. So it's laid out. It, it's like they brought it with them. You know, you look at if you ever look at, at a, a shot from up above and, and you can see the you can actually see the pentagram between what is it? The White House. Congress, I can't remember the the, the uh, memorial, but it, they're actually these significant sites and, and the streets are laid out in such a way. It makes a perfect pentagram. If you look on Google, Google Earth, you'll see it. Um, it's These are things that I were pointed out in different um, videos that I saw. And then I'd start seeing it like, you know, more and more and more. And you start looking into it and it's it's all right there. Know. Well, that's the other part about that box segment is and, and the doctor, too. You know, it's like when one of the first things that you hear about, you know, the devil is that he never wants to be identified. Right. You know, and, and you don't exist and then nobody opposes you. Correct. And now it's like we're seeing blatant demonstrations of e evil yeah you well, know it's like it's like it's like the, the demonic forces are being because in an exorcism what do you do you make them give you the name right right and it's almost like they're identifying themselves they're being forced to it so you, when you start to see them falling apart and actually doing you know this type of letting the demon show its face mm -hmm. you have to believe that the God side is winning. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you something I've told, I, t I talk about this quite often because back to the garden of Eden and she says the same thing. It starts in the garden of Eden. And mm -hmm. it it's like, if you know what to look for, you see the, the confirmation of what is, is true. Yeah. And in, and in this case, and, and I have this other attitude towards the Bible. Okay. Was it written by the by God? Well, I don't think it matters at this time because so many people believe in the messaging and what's there. And so there is a tremendous amount of just collective agreement on what makes a good human race. 
you know, mm-hmm. based on, on what's been accepted as the Bible mm-hmm. for explaining that. Mm-hmm. So when I look at the at the uh, concept of of Genesis, you know, where did mm-hmm. it all start in the Garden of Eden? It, it 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 comes down to when the demon, whatever the snake, the serpent, whatever it was, was it an ET? Was it you know Lucifer? You know whatever it was, what that demon is like supposed to have said, we have to sort of accept as a fact. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's what it's all about, and I, I'm using air quotes here. Um, so, and what what did he say to Eve? Eve said, "Oh no, 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 no! I can't take of the tree of knowledge. You know, the fruit he's offering of the fruit. I can't do that." God said, "Don't take from the tree of knowledge." And so the entity says, "Well, that's because if you take from the tree of knowledge, you will be like gods and mm-hmm. know the difference between good." And evil, mm-hmm. you know. So if you if you see it from that standpoint, and you look and you say, okay, so the threat is knowledge. Why would knowledge, if we're here to expand our experiences, why would that be so? You know, don't do it, type of thing. And so then you have to go one step further, and you go like, okay, so what was this thing between God and Lucifer? And Lucifer says, oh, I could take your lovely little humans and I could manipulate them. And, you know, mm-hmm. they'd follow me instead of you. And God said, um, well, let's let's just see about that. You have dominion over the planet. And I've never really understood why God said that, you know, but. Well, because I, I don't, well, OK, go ahead. My feeling is that. The Lucifer character is really the AI character, the artificial intelligence character, and that knowledge is used to build technology, which is where the Luciferian energy can gain control over, you know, biological life, God's life. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 you know, I've kind of fell into that thinking process a while back, and 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 now I just keep seeing AI, 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 you know, and I'm seeing what it's doing to people, mm-hmm. and you know, I have to think, well, maybe that's what it is. Is the good the difference between good and evil is God's creation versus artificial creation? Right. Go ahead. Well, um, as far as I mean, again, this goes to. I guess my take on the whole thing with the AI is that are are we talking when you say AI, are we using that interchangeably with hybrids? Because um, the way I took it was that the hybrids were the alien and human hybrids. Uh, In other words, the Nephilim um, back in the day. And now there seems to be a modern version, so to speak, um, versus AI, which is purely technological. There's no human element to it yet. (laughs) Um, But something that was also on Tucker Carlson this week is that 
one of the AI companies has announced that they have created one that is sentient and self-aware. Google. It was Google. It was Google. So to me, that is more terrifying than anything else, because if it's aware now, it's it's just learning now. It's it's just starting to learn and it's learning constantly. Um, I mean, this is the stuff that a lot of our horror movies are made of. Right. So um, yeah. and who's who's protecting us from it? Google? I don't think so. Right. Well, yeah, if I could just offer your thought coming in, which is, um, okay, so they say it's sentient, that it is aware. I'm sorry, it's a machine. And okay, it has been programmed in such a way to become aware, to become able to process the information that it, that it exists, has been able to you know, learn in in some way, but only consciousness can apprehend consciousness, okay? Consciousness as pure spirit is the divine spark of the soul. <clears throat> you know, um, you can't just install that in a machine. You can, you know, create incredibly complex, super highly powered supercomputers, you know, that have the ability to learn, but to say, it's sentient. Well, you know, it seems to be responding spontaneously. Okay, well, you could call that a symptom of sentience, but you programmed it that way. It's a machine, you know. Hopefully, you left in the ability to turn it off, you know. That's where, like Sarah says, that's where it gets pretty scary uh, because of, you know, it's the classic scenario. It's in a lot of movie plots, you know, that the AI comes to see human beings as the enemy or as competition and you know by that time they're con the AI controls everything but the um, a friend of mine uh, posited this way okay there's AI artificial intelligence and then there's organic intelligence which is human consciousness and spirit and mind and heart um, but <laughs> what we need of course, is to commune with divine intelligence. That is the game changer that will allow us to to um, survive and and thrive. You know, in in the face of what um, we're all dealing with right now. And I just want to say, you know, that the hybrid thing. Okay, you can talk about the Nephilim, you know, the Anunnaki, etc. From everything I've been able to understand, we're all hybrids in the sense that. You know, however many thousands or tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of years ago, the human genome got messed with by various, not just the Anunnaki, but, you know, by various off-planet incursions that, you know, we we carry that. That's that's part of us in, in various degrees. Uh, Maya, you know, over on Blue Star Rising has brought forward that, you know, there has been divine aid that has helped restore humanity to its original divine blueprint at various times uh, throughout history. You know, it's not like we don't have... So why do hybrid? What's that, sir? So why do you say we're all hybrids? Well, only in the sense that, you know, that interference carried down through the genome. And it's this is the beautiful thing. It 
can be restored to our original divine blueprint, our DNA has been restored in the past. And, you know, and there are technologies being brought forward now that can, for example, heal the genetic damage of the jab. And that's about, you know, in terms of restoring us to our divine blueprint, hybrid or no, I mean, you get into, you know, oh, so-and-so's a hybrid or that group's a hybrid. Well, you're in the Holocaust. You're, you know, labeling people as subhuman. They're not really like us. You can, we, you know, they're the enemy. We can do to them whatever we want. But I find, you know, there's a woman named Dr. Sandra Rose Michael, um, who I, you know, I'd, I'd love for us to look at her her um, work sometime. And there's an, you know, there is technology now available. It's a, a higher version of, you know, what you've probably heard about as the med beds. Um, but the beauty of this technology is that it really does restore the individual with, you know, a few hours of of exposure to these um, light devices, we'll call them, um, to our original divine blueprint. And, you know, how do you sorry, go how ahead. Do you know? How do you know? How do I know? Well, I'm just I know I'm sound like I'm pitching it. I'm not pitching it. I'm just I've. Um, seen several presentations. She's a you know extremely highly qualified off the charts. Um, you know she was raised in Los Alamos by nuclear physicist parents and taught how to make nuclear bombs. And then when she was twenty, she decided, no, I'm going to become a holistic physician uh, instead and understand healing. And it's you know she's had multiple death threats and and survived. And she's this technology is now being rolled out and it the, the, you can't put um you know the the I gene can't. back in the bottle it's actually effectively being rolled out in various centers throughout the country um so it's not like how do i know i'm not going to say i'm going to you know swear on the bible that this is absolute fact i am extremely encouraged by what i have seen and i think is well worth exploring anyway i just wanted to you know touch on the um all the help that we've it's like you know ask and it shall be given to you we ask and it's brought in and it's it's coming in and this is where i try to focus is on you know all the genuine cause for hope that's out there well I, Sarah, did, yeah yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead i guess i'm just um i i don't think technology is the answer and i, I don't think the answer is going to be wrapped up in any kind of technological advance I, I just don't. That's just me. I'm not. It's just my gut um, that's never steered me wrong. I just think that technology is <laughs> uh, more the problem than the answer. And any answer that's wrapped up in technology, I, I just can't trust, I guess, is, is where I'm coming from. Okay, let me let me give you um, some information that might make you feel a little more comfortable. The idea of technology in regards to radio 5G is that, yes, exactly what you said, it's no good, it's blah, blah, blah. But on the other side of it, there is technology that goes back to the core dictates of, let's say, quantum reality. And mm -hmm. that's, that entails the scalar wave. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll put money on the table that your friend there, Michael, is using scalar wave. Yes. Because it's it's exploding all over the place. The difference between 
what's happened out there is that they have tied into the electromagnetic technology. You can't run any of these machines without it. Okay. So then comes somebody who looked at it differently, who is without a doubt a gift to us, and that's Walt Silva. Because Walt is able to duplicate those things without electricity. Shungite powers them. And this is such a revolutionary step in where we're going. Because he understood that electromagnetic energy was a sub part part of a scalar wave. And so he went and looked at the and it, and it came through many, many, I mean, this is decades of him learning. But he realized once he got the Shungite, that Shungite, because of its unique qualities and the way that it has leveled the playing field, is a gift from the cosmics. Cosmics, some, somebody, someplace, God, I don't know. But this stuff, the more we look at it, the more magical it becomes. And just to give you an insight, um, Michael, when you sent me that, article to the rt.com website that had the video of that blue plasma ball that came down over the shungite field and then exploded yeah all right well just not too long ago um i walt took a measurement on what the difference is between the first shungite that we had and then after working with shungite it had increased in its it's, let's just say power, it's energetics, it increased. It's not so much power like in force, it's in how high it's gotten into the subtle energies to be able to really influence the matrix of reality. And so then he takes the third reading, and he we were doing live radio, you know, and it was funny because he starts doing all this comp. Compu- you know, computations in his mind, but he's talking out loud, and I didn't want to interrupt him, so it's a weird piece of radio where he's doing a, you know, but he comes up with this number, and he goes, and he said the number, and Nick, uh, Nick was on with us, and he understands all these numbers and stuff and frequencies. He's a musician and a sound man, and Nick was like, "What?" and he said. And Walt said, yes, yes, and I I went back and I made sure my math was right because the both of them were flabbergasted because it was off the charts of any known chart, how powerful it had become. Um, Every piece of Shungite has had this upgrade. So you've got a change to the earth in an electromagnetic way. Uh, The Schumann resonance is going off the charts. And I'll put on the table it's going off the charts charts because we have shungite to the masses it's all around the world okay so this is not a technology this is a fundamental element of creation my feeling is is that when the first meteorite hit the you know hit the that area that it was gaia the creator god of this biosphere we live in had gotten to a point where her creations were limited because she did not have the building blocks and so they sent her you know the building blocks of the universe the c60 molecule in the form of shungite and what happened is that 
in and around the Shanghai environment, the first vestiges of life have been found. In other words, the oldest particle of plant matter that they found on the earth is in that area. You know, so they, my feeling is that with, with the Shungite there, she was able to, you know, start creating with all of these new building blocks. And now we've got the same building blocks to build a new reality. It's not based on technology. It's based on the fundamental concepts of we are an energy universe and energy connects us all. When I talk about quantum entanglement, I'm talking about the energies are all being, you know, pulled together to make life to, you know, it's like biological life needs cells to grow. Well, it's the same sort of thing. But the thing that makes everything move is resonance. You know, how do you vibrate with other things? And so you have this fundamental concept of reality that Shungite explains very well. Um, and because we can now take the powerful Shungite that we have and put it into these devices, we can create these concepts of med beds without electromagnetic. It's not attached to the technology anymore, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So God not only gave us you know, the technology to be able to do so many amazing things. I mean, AI, AI is around you everywhere. Oh, it's a computer program. It's AI, artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. Now, is there a sentient being behind the artificial intelligence? Well, let me tell you something about that Google situation. Think about it, Sarah. You got a scientist, a, a computer guy that comes out and makes I think it was on Facebook or some Twitter I don't know and he starts talking about this computer that has sentience to the point that it was afraid of being turned off okay now this guy goes out and he says this and you know it gets picked up by Tucker now he's on Tucker Carlson and he's telling the same story and he's still holding his Google job don't you think he would have been silenced if Google didn't want that out there? Yeah. I think being played. Yeah. I think that they're trying to get us to think in terms of AI as being sentient. You know what I'm saying? I don't, don't think that it is now what he was talking about. I think it's just like Michael said. But nobody's lame, right? It just right. I, I think that they want us to begin to think this way. This is programming. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 I mean, we are in a in a very, and every day it changes. And as far as the scalar goes, Michael, um, right now, well, I don't know if it's right now, but every day I get hit with a scalar beam. Not only me, but every one of the pets in this in this family. Okay, mm. and it is. Uh, let me see, scalarlight.com, okay? And that particular program is by Tom Palladino, and he's been out there, he's been studying this for 40 years. He actually, his representative actually asked to, to come on and be interviewed by us, and we brought him in, 
And so he starts out, he was only on for an hour, and it was a cosmic reality show. And he, and he starts out, and he's got this canned speech about, you know, teaching about scalar waves and everything. And so he went through this, like, two-minute thing, and I, then I said, uh, so w- what you're saying here? And I went, mm-hmm. and he went, oh, my God, yes. And I went, and da-da-da, yes, yeah. So all of a sudden he realized that he didn't have to teach scalar thoughts mm-hmm. and concepts. He was talking to people that very much understood it. Right. And so out of out of being so impressed with with the fact that we also sent him a bunch of strong guy because we told him well you're still connected to the grid darling you need to get off of it you know and mm-hmm. so there you've got people coming together i mean we're not that big that he should know he's got millions of followers right you know, it's a very very big personality out there but Somehow or another, he was drawn to us because you keep seeing these synchronicities. All the people that need to hear the other people, you hear it. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's just so to me because, I mean, Michael will tell you, back when we started this, I said, I really don't think we have a, a chance in hell of turning it around. And yet everything that the dark side has done because they got afraid, oh, well, too, too many people are knowing about radio, you know, about 5G, you know. So then they up the, well, we better do this pandemic thing right now. You know, I mean, yeah. they're in a state of trying to outmaneuver the white side and the light side is just marching. Yeah. You know, and as they march, they get more and more people that are seeing what they're seeing. And the dark side keeps getting backed up farther and farther. So everything gets intensified. Um, yeah. But I never thought we'd get to this point where we've got, you know, the, a huge amount of the population of the world right now is in a state of awakening and yeah. awake. So we have to look at, yes, you know, we see the demons. The demons are, are out there. So I'm a demon. Yeah. I mean, they're screaming at us. Yeah. You know, on, on the promo, there's a, a little cartoon there. And, you know, you got this demonic kind of human character saying, you know, is this a test? And Jesus says, it's the easiest one you'll ever get. Just put down the phone and go outside. <laughs> you know, it's like there's the answer. But um, yes, you can you can actually right now anybody out there, you can get involved in in scalar activities like Derek at Mystical Wares. If you go over there, you can sign up for a eight no, it's a twelve hour session of scalar energy. That he puts out on Fridays, and it and and it's a group. You sign up for it, and everybody that signs up for for this particular uh, process, their name goes into it, and you get hit with scalar energy for 12 hours for no cost. And this is going to it's an ongoing program to introduce people to what scalar is really all about. So uh, the first one he did was last Friday, and it was. Um, uh, 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 boosting your immune system. It was designed to boost your immune system. And I got to tell you, it was really funny because I had some friends over and my friend and I were putting up the fan. Well, he was putting up the fan, replacing the fan in the, in the living room on the ceiling. And it was like he opens up the package and there's a thousand different screws and pieces. And it was like, oh, my God, it took four hours to do this. And, you know, the the directions were crazy. It was but it was one of those things that could have been the most frustrating, you know, just an agony to do. But he he and I had just the best four hours with this. And Mm -hmm. then I realized, whoa, 
we were under a scale. I was under a scalar field and he undoubtedly was getting hit with the same sort of thing, you know. And so I, I can tell you that, you know, wow, it was a really good time to be in that scalar field, you know, um, yeah. even though I wasn't perceiving that yeah, I'd forgotten all about the fact that it was happening. But I kept thinking to myself, wow, I'd be Harry Carey by now, you know, and I'm like, he's doing fine. I'm doing fine. You know, I kept being aware of the fact that whatever was happening was really good. So um, anyway, you can go to Mystical Wares and go to the um, the Scalar Healing tab or just put in mysticalwares.com slash scalar dash healing and sign up for it. And you, you have to sign up every week because they – because of the concept of they want you to feel like you're in control. So every week they'll tell you what they're going to be putting out additional. The scalar wave is like a radio s signal, and that is the carrier wave. You can add things to the scalar wave to make specific changes in somebody. The first time was, uh, you know, boost the immune system. So it's giving you frequencies that do that. The last, this coming Friday, it's micronutrients. So things that you might not have a even access to, you're going to get energetically. Um, and you pick and choose because for some reason you might not want to have some, I don't know what. But they want to have you feel like you're in control. So you have to sign up every week. But um, I highly recommend it. Uh, you can go over to Tom's uh, ScalarLight.com and you can get 15 days of a free uh, protocol of, of Scalar. Um, so, yes, Michael, it's all it's all very true. It's there, and, and and separate people are finding different ways of integrating the new and old science. Yeah, so, and, um, for what it's worth, the website uh, is called eesystem.com. EESystem.com, and uh, very worth investigating. It is. Uh, I'm glad to hear you bring in. You know how electromagnetic technology is one thing, and you know the divine gift innate in us of our. Um, you know, it's like saying, okay, technology has been um, used to potentially enslave us and therefore we need to be very wary of thinking it's going to save us of course we wouldn't be having this conversation without it on one level all the people listening would not be hearing us share this inspiring message without you know the existing uh, internet technology but um you know the the divine energy of um you know of shungite and uh, the other, you know, gifts of Gaia, gifts of, of God that have been placed here for us, those we can, you know, we can enhance with our God-given intelligence. You know, we can, we can use them and share them and, and potentially help heal ourselves and our, our souls. So it's like, you know, the old story of the guy who's you know, he's drowning in the flood on the rooftop and praying to God to save him. And the guy comes by the boat. No, God will save me. Guy comes by the helicopter. No, God will save me. And, you know, and so he's ignoring the, the saving gifts. So this is really encouraging to me. And and the, the upgrade in the Shungite field, you know, since that whatever it was that blew 
meteor, plasma, bolt, whatever it was that hit the Shungite uh, deposit in, uh, in northwestern Russia. Um, it's very encouraging to me. It's like, who sent that? How did they send it? Well, whoever they were, thank you. And presumably, um, maybe you can let me know about this, Nancy. It um, wasn't just, of course, the existing enormous deposit um, in the Karelia region, but through the Shungite field, right, it actually was an upgrade to every piece of Shungite on the planet, or is that is that an example? Oh, no, that's exactly what happened. As a matter of fact, okay, so you sent me the link, and thank, thankfully you, your phone told you about that. AI told you about that, okay? And before, before I get into the, the plasma, but one of the things that is very apparent to me is that they have built a technological system that if it was taken over by the white side would be wonderful because we can still take their technological system and instead of using it with you know frequencies that control and kill you can program that thing to provide perfect health for everybody okay so it's 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 like they keep building things that you to use it for the dark side but it can be used for the for the light side too you can put in new new nutrients you can put in all the energies that you need to stay as an electromagnetic field that is absolutely balanced and and perfect so you know no they they none of none of what we see out there is insurmountable at all as far as the shungite the when when we started out doing the shows and we did about i think five different shows on what had happened because it kept we kept getting more information from the people who were there in Corellio because we've got contacts there, but it take, took them a while before they could confirm what had happened. It, it, it Yes, it was right over the Shungite field. Um, but what, what, what was really interesting was when we went out and we were telling about this new what, upgrade and, and, you know, well, this one woman wrote us back and she said, I was at the pool. I had a Shungite pendant on and my husband says, why, why, why is your chest all blue? It's got the color blue all over it. And they thought it was a reflection from the pool. But then a little bit later, he's walking in front of her and she, she notices this blue glow where his pockets are. And she said to him, do you have shungite in your pockets? And he said, yes. And it was the shungite. The shungite had, had thrown out a blue energy that these people, for whatever reason, could see. This was in Russia? Other, say again? This was in Russia? No, this was in America. Oh, okay. okay. And then then another woman came back and said, that's what it was. She said, she's looking at her dog's bowl of water, and she's going, why does that look blue? There was a blue glow around it. She had shungite in it. Okay, so yes, every piece of Shungite in the world is imbued with the same power. Wow, well, so how is that actually operating? I mean, in terms of what we know Shungite can do, you know, purify water, protect against harmful EMF and Wi-Fi, you know, heal the, the, the bee colonies, on and on and on. How, you know, has the amplification of that power um, you know, been has it been measured? Has it 
uh, how, how is it increasing? What's the biggest difference in, in, in your mind, Nancy, that makes that potentially a game changer? Is it because I know we used to say back when we began Radio 5G in early 2019 now, three years, wow. Um, we used to be very conscientious about telling people, okay, 5G is just, it's a planet killer, um, it's a biosphere killer, and Shungite will protect you against harmful EMF and Wi Fi, up to and including 4G. 5G is microwave millimeter you know, millimeter microwave radiation, and Shungite won't protect you. And that we've since, you know, since the the blue meteor hit the Shungite deposit, and and a slight change in our understanding, at least as, as, as far as I've been able to get it, you know, that Shungite works with intention, and Shungite has been upgraded, and that, we, you know, we're not telling people, hey, Shungite will protect you against 5G, but you spoke, Nancy, on one show of, you know, if you become a Shungite being, in other words, you, you know, tune in with it, you have it in your water, you care, you know, you have one around your neck, you're, you're, um, you know, you, you, okay, this is, we don't want people to think that, oh, you get your Shungite planet and go to hell, but you're fine. No, we need a, you know, comprehensive solution. But, so how has the, the, the blue meteor potentially change the game? Well, what happened was that, um, again, I, I, I still feel that, that the 5G wouldn't be really affected for a lot of reasons because of the, just because of Shungite. But what happened was that, um, we, yeah, it was upgraded. And this woman that we had um, had actually on the Shungite show, Cat. Uh, Faber, I think her name is, but Kat. Uh, she works with, I'm trying to think of, uh, oh gosh, what do they call it? Bioenergetics, I think it is. Bio or geo? geo? Anyway, it's working with a concept put out by this man. It's got all sorts of symbols. It's got a lot of followers and a lot of you know successes. And she's been at it for quite a long time. She was very, very articulate in what she was doing and she and her boyfriend saw that they were put well he he started getting headaches and other things were happening i don't remember all the details and they weren't exactly sure why they were feeling what they were feeling but they left the neighborhood and were going down to a restaurant and all of a sudden they realized that they were putting in these new antenna systems and she was astute enough to realize this was 5G. But the weird thing was, is well, okay, so they now she sees, well, is this what, what's happening? And they went to the restaurant, and while they were in the restaurant, the boyfriend lost the headache. But as soon as they got back towards the neighborhood, the headache started coming back. So she's now, you know, oh, God, they've got the 5G already on, apparently, you know, even though they were looking at this stuff, and they still had the poles were still... Um, the poles were still uh, opened at the bottom. They still had, had the, the wires showing. And it was the boyfriend said, can Shungite do anything? And she said, I don't know. So they went and they got some Shungite. And they just threw it in with the wires. But she has this machine, this meter, that could 
it, it what it does is it, m- it measures whoever whatever woo it's using uh, the bioelectromagnetic geobioelectromagnetic fields to are they are they healthy or not and when she measured it initially before they threw the shungite in it it was awful and then they threw the shungite in it and very quickly not only did the meter start to change to good but the boyfriend's headache went away okay so that's the only and again it's not you know accepted science but if you really know the truth about accepted science it's all bullshit every part of it is bullshit and there's a book out there joseph cater he's amazing it's it's amazing that um he's he survived to to write this out but he's got a whole different at look at at science that answers the questions that nobody not the, the existing science can answer so when we were we listened to her and she said you know one of the problems we have is the health establishment you know well the whole scientific community is under attack you know they've tried to make us think all this stuff and all of a sudden there's all this other information saying everything you taught us was bs and you know that's where we're at right now we are waking up to the fact that every single thing that you were taught is probably not true including science yes the apple fell out of the tree but it was for a whole different reason then gravity was pulling it down right well yeah go ahead sarah no i was just gonna say i actually realized that um in the year 2017 and it it, it's like traumatic because it was everything i'd ever been taught about everything including my faith because i had been raised catholic and um since then it's just been reinforced (laughs) but yeah I, I think more and more people are starting to wake up because it's hard to it's hard to wake people up because they're really firmly ensconced in in their belief patterns and um, to get people to change that you know the the cognitive dissonance that takes like some people just can't handle it and unfortunately for those that haven't been able to little by little wake up I think a lot of people are in for a very rude awakening because it's it's (laughs) something's coming michael you know when we started out i've said this from the beginning that we didn't need a huge audience all we needed was dedicated people who would listen to what we say and then you know engage their thinking process into making it better well right now there's this guy ismail i don't even remember his last name who is uh young he's probably in his early 30s i'm not sure but he's very young and he's really built and he's handsome and he's good speaker and everything and he's trending trending big time so i i'm not getting a pull to look at him but everybody else is like oh this guy is really amazing blah blah blah, blah. so i said all right all right and uh okay so he um so I listened to the to this this interview that he had. It was probably it was supposedly the first one he'd done with uh, Benjamin Valleman. and I, I was like, "Well, this is interesting." And I'm going, "Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm." And there was only out of this whole hour, there was only one thing that he said that I had, was not familiar with, and what was so 
in my face was that when I would tell people we don't need a big audience, we need a dedicated audience because we need to change the collective consciousness of humanity. All right. I, use, I say it all the time. That's what our game is, because if we can change that, then they're going to have subliminal subconscious information in their head that when they hear it again will become easier to believe. Right. Okay. So um, this Ishmael, if he had listened to every single cosmic reality radio show from 2014 till today, everything he said we had already covered. And yet all of a sudden, and he said, and he was asked, where are you getting this information? And he was like, uh, I'm not really sure, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's getting it because we had done our job. Yeah, it worked. plagiarism, you know, it's just it's in the collection. Oh, I don't care oh. about that. He may never have even heard us. It doesn't matter if he heard us or not. We put it out there. Right. Every oh. single subject. Yeah, and including, I mean, including the the uh, attack of the AI, the the reptilians. Uh, you know, what what are the gen? What what was what's the Pope doing going to the Antarctica? What's the Ark of Gabriel? I mean, all sorts of amazing stories. And this guy is saying it's true because he was told somehow. No, it came because so many. And I'm not saying it was just us. It was every one of us that was awake and began to have conversations like we're having now influence the collective consciousness. So now the demons have nowhere to go and they're identifying themselves. Right. It's so true. You know, that's um, it's really encouraging. And I think about those ripples all the time. You know, you drop some little pebble in the lake and the ripples spread out and they meet other ripples and cross currents and. You know, our little conversation here, Sarah, Nancy, Michael, right now, and the listeners out there, they'll hear us. They will maybe share it, maybe they won't, but they'll carry it in their minds. And there is this, you know, spreading ripples, and and it, it can have a powerful effect over time. I'd like to throw one more ripple in here, which is um, I saw the Elvis movie last night it's just come out it's unignorable here in la every bus stop has got a huge elvis poster it's baz lerman australian director who directed you know moulin rouge and great Gatsby and all that. And tom hanks is playing colonel parker tom hanks is playing a demon colonel parker was a you know basically a demonic kind of guy who it's a brilliant performance by hanks who was basically kind of sent to damp down as much of Elvis's inherent light as he could and control it and taint it and make Elvis not believe in himself. And, and you know, so the story is just a great movie. It's wonderfully inspiring. You know, um, Elvis, of course, is called the king, king of rock and roll. And anytime anybody would call him the king in his presence, he would he would say there's only one king and that's Jesus. So don't call me that. You know, he was a man of deep faith. And it's anyway, it's fantastically entertaining, wonderfully inspiring uh, to get out. So, you know, if you want to keep your frequency high, go see the Elvis movie. Yes, a friend of mine had seen it and she said it was really very good. And we're in the last minute. So you two want to say goodbye to our audience? Bye bye. We'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And uh 
God bless Nancy and and uh, for all your work. And Sarah, it's great to hear your voice. And I'll come out to Wisconsin and visit before too long. All right. Cool. You too. Good luck. <laughs> you well. And everybody out there, thank you so much for being here. We are going to um, do some replays all day. There's no live shows uh, after this one. But um, thank you for participating. And, you know, stay strong. Keep doing what we're doing. And we're going to be okie dokie. In fact, we're going to, you know, don't worry about the diesel. You can burn water in your, in your automobiles. But we'll tell you about that later. You've been listening to Radio 5G, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>